Take her away, Ern, said Stan, sitting down in the armchair next to Ernie's. There was another tremendous bang, and the next moment Harry found himself flat on his bed, thrown backwards by the speed of the night bus. Pulling himself up, Harry stared out of the dark window and saw that they were now bowling along a completely different street. Stan was watching Harry's stunned face with great enjoyment. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the restricted section, in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss how the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you for listening. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we are talking about today. Chapter 3, The Night Bus. Harry has just run away from the Dursleys, and he's super grumpy, and he stomps into the night and soon realizes that he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Um, he's just kind of thinking about it when he sees a big black dog. No, that's not quite true. He just sees something. Something in the night with gleaming eyes. And then he gets scared and he takes a step and he trips and he falls down and he throws his arm out to save him and accidentally summons the night bus. Oh my god, isn't that like exactly what we need right now? Harry gets on the night bus with Stan Shunpike and Ernie Prang, and they go barreling off into the night. Um, Harry asks them to drop him at the Leaky Cauldron, and he says his name is Neville. While he's on the night bus, he learns a little bit about Sirius Black from a newspaper and from Stan and Ernie just chit-chatting. And when they get to the Leaky Cauldron, Cornelius Fudge, the Minister of Magic, is waiting for him. Unbeknownst to us, just make sure he's safe, basically, from Sirius Black. Harry thinks he's there because Harry's in, like, deep, deep shit for blowing up Aunt Marge. But Fudge is like, no, we deflated her and we wiped her memory. Don't even worry about it. In fact, why don't you just stay here until school starts? Don't, don't go anywhere. Everything's fine. Like, don't even worry about it. But, like, don't, like, you're not safe. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) So Harry checks into his room at the Leaky Cauldron where Hedwig's waiting for him. And he passes the fuck out, as he is so good at doing. Welcome to the Restricted Section. My name's Christina Kahn, and I will be your conductor this evening. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thanks a lot, Mary Clay. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this chapter. This is one of my favorite parts of of the Prisoner of also the Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite book of the of the Harry Potters. So I'm happy Yay. to be on. And then also as we were like getting set up and recording, there was this piece of paper sticking out of my I have my illustrated edition set out beautifully. And there was this piece of paper sticking out and I was like, huh, what is this? And I pull it out and it's a ticket stub for when they did a screening of Prisoner of Azkaban at the Bird Theater, I believe. You've told this story. Was it a dark and stormy night? This was a different viewing. No, this was just, uh, it was a dark and stormy night the first time I ever saw the Prisoner of Azkaban. But uh, yeah, last year, I think it was, let's see, what is the date on this? It must have been last year. The Bird Theater does like Harry Potter marathons, usually about, you know, 
September, October, and we went to go see Prisoner of Azkaban, and I guess I stuck my ticket stub in this book, and I was like, oh, remember when we went to see movies with other people? (laughs) You probably saw something in the movie, and then you were like, I don't remember if that's the same way in the book, and you marched your little butt home and opened to this page in the book to compare and contrast and left your ticket there. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Andrew, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Christina. Thank you for asking. Good. How's your new computer doing? Andrew got a new computer, Bragg. It's so lovely and quiet and pretty and amazing. <laughs> and I love it. It's I'm jealous. So good. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> and I'm really excited to share that our special guest today is Liz from Nerdy Bitches Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. So I've not been on a full Harry Potter podcast before, so I'm excited. That's us. All Harry, all the time. Mm -hmm. Full Harry. (laughs) Whole lot of Harry. A whole lot of Harry. We're going to have some Bigfoot sightings here. There's going to (laughs) be so so Harry. My mom texted me a picture not like one hour ago of my dog on the edge of the woods. I thought you were going to say Bigfoot. (laughs) Right? She was looking like Bigfoot. She was like all harassed and like looking into the camera like a deer in the headlights. And I was like, why does she, why does Sadie look like Bigfoot in this picture? (laughs) So Liz, if you could tell us a little bit about your very hairy history, I'd I'd be grateful. Yeah. So I would say that I kind of first came across Harry Potter or that had heard the name Harry Potter. And it's like, I was like 2002, maybe I was in graduate school, I was doing a a class, a psychology class, and they were talking about banned books. And I was like, why are we still friggin banning books is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then I was curious about it. Because again, if you tell me not to do something, totally gonna fucking do it every time. And so my mom had gotten these books, uh, because she's a elementary school teacher. And I was like, Oh, let's take a look and read them. And so I read the first four books, had to wait for the fifth book to come out, you know, then it's just like, right faster. Uh, So I just totally loved it. And on our podcast, my co host Heather and I are both massive Potterheads. We're big fans. So we've done multiple episodes on Harry Potter. Like we did one that's like Harry Potter After Dark, where it sounds mm-hmm. skeezier and sexier than it is. That's it was, basically this podcast. <laughs> it was really just like things that we learned after the movies and the books, things like that. So we, and of course, oh, cool. we, we talk about it all the time. We do a book club as part of our ongoing livelihood as a podcast. And so we'll read four or five books a year. And well, as a podcast, read four or five yes. books a year. I'm closing in on 200 myself. So, you know. Damn, girl. Oh, my gosh. Nerd. Yes. That's so impressive. So a couple of years ago, we decided, you know what? As a part of our book club, we're not going to stack them and do them all in a row. But let's cover Harry Potter again. Like, let's reread the books. But we're going to cover them as if we've never read them. Or Mm -hmm. at least we're going to try to do our best not to let future things influence, you know, what we're talking about. And so we've been doing that for a couple of years now. I think we did Goblet of Fire earlier this year, and we'll be moving on to Order of the Phoenix next, obviously. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited. We did this one the January or February of 2018. 19 2019 i don't even know what year it is like no i'm with you been stuck in my house for so long i have no idea what's happening in the world so it's just the dark times when things get better they'll tell us the year and we'll remember it because it'll matter again it's fine it's fine yeah 
So that's that's it. I, I love I love Harry Potter and all this stuff. I we also love to point out all the very problematic things that go along with the, mm-hmm. the books as well. Oh, but totally. But we still we still live with love in our heart for for the Harry. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, Liz, it's it's kind of funny that you said that y'all made the conscious decision to try and read them for the first time again. Mm-hmm. Because I know Christine and I, when all of us were talking about doing this at first, we thought about that, but decided it would be way too hard. It's, so we did. Yeah, so our policy hard. is all spoilers all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. Uh, we had a friend of ours, Randy, who is a co-host on the uh, Colt 45 podcast. He started, and he was our first male guest ever. Like, we had kind of kept wow. to all ladies because we figured there was enough dudes out there with their voices being heard. Oh, so my God. Tell there me. There are some man bitches, though. <laughs> yeah, there, there are. And uh, Randy is a delightful man bitch, and we we really enjoyed <laughs> having him on the show. He's a huge, huge Harry Potter fan. But, you know, and we had told him, we're like, okay, we're trying to do not the spoiler thing. And then I think he just thought it would be kind of fun to throw them in. So he's literally the first guest in the history of our show to ever get bleeped. So he's, <laughs> he's like, and then Dumbledore, beep! <laughs> Lived a happy and prosperous life and everything was good. It's like, it's like we, don't, we don't do, uh, you know, that's the thing. Like, when we do book clubs, we're spoilers. We do movies. We, we have a policy that we do them after a certain, like, two months out or something. Yeah. Because by that point, if you haven't watched it, that's on you and not on me. So totally. Um, and and like we do classic movie reviews, things like that. If you haven't seen this movie that came out twenty years ago, again, that's you've had time. <laughs> you've had the time, and you chose not to, and then you chose to watch a pod, you know, listen to a podcast yeah. with that name. So kind of on you. So. <laughs> but how was I supposed to know the ending of The Sound of Music when it was said in the title that you'd be talking Terrible. about The Sound of Music? Yeah. How There's so much music you? in it. Who knew? And it you can hear coming. it. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Liz, what Hogwarts house are you in? Okay, so I think if it was just me alone in my life, I would be Ravenclaw. Very I just want to sit and read a book and everybody else can just fuck off for the most part. But Heather and our friend Kitty and then my husband Paul all decided we were going to go to a Harry Potter meetup because why not? And it was a it was a, a house sorting. So we went through the the whatever the test to see which house are you. And I'm one of those that's like right on the border of a Gryffindor Ravenclaw Hufflepuff thing. Like you're divergent, not so much Slytherin. My niece is a Slytherin and it drives me insane, but whatever. Uh, all Slytherins are great. Sure. And so I'm a Slytherin. So watch your mouth. <laughs> I said, you're great. So <laughs> Actually, we, we did a really long uh, thing in the last episode about how Slytherins are getting like a really shitty break and how even if you aren't a terrible person, Thank everyone you. telling you that you're going to be terrible forever is absolutely going to cause some self-fulfilling prophecy things. So I'm totally. also a psychologist, yo. So just uh, <laughs> throw that back. But um, so I took the test and I was I was there and Heather was kind of in the same situation. Kitty was a little more towards Hufflepuff. And we took my husband took the test and he is like the biggest sandwich making Hufflepuff you've ever met in your life. He's so nice. Just the friendliest person you'll ever meet. And so we decided, you know, if we go to this this thing and they're going to separate us into houses, we should all be in the same house with Paul so that he's not off by himself while we're all doing these other things. 
And I think that that is the most Hufflepuff thing to do is to say, you know, I'm going to put this aside and come, come make sandwiches with you. So. Oh, sandwiches are better when they're made with love. Yes. Sandwiches are always good. I don't care what anybody says. So. When I was in college, sandwiches was our code word for weed. <laughs> anyone, anyone got Sorry. any sandwiches? Well, wait, that's, that's, did you take that from How I Met Your Mother? Because that's literally that's what, what they, they do in yeah. How I Met Ooh, Your Mother. I've never watched that show, but my that's so funny. friend with whom I use that code word extensively did perhaps watch that. I'm not sure. They, they yeah. will like flashback, they'll have funny flashback scenes to their times in college and they'll be like, because the whole premise is that Ted is telling this story to his kids, so he can't be like, yeah, I was totally lit and zooted out of my mind. Side <laughs> note, that's what the kids on TikTok call it. And it zooted? Yeah. zooted? Wait, I want to say that now. Are zoot Isn't suits going to come so back? funny? <laughs> I hope yeah, so. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so he, they, they were like, he was like, um... I ate a really big sandwich. Yeah, and they passed the sandwich. They passed the sandwich in the scene in yeah. the show too from each other. It's really yeah. funny. That's uh, so funny. Yeah, I'm actually about to take over as the editor of a podcast that focuses on weed and snacks. So that's fun. <gasps> well, there you go. Who saw that? Wait, can coming? you do both at the same time? Apparently, yeah. What? That's Even. amazing. <laughs> that podcast is my exact niche. Yeah. Like that's that's my identity. Yeah, and then my other one that I that I produce on is an Olympic silver medalist. So you know, it's it's all over the place. Oh my gosh! So. Yeah, you got a lot going on. Oh yeah, always. Are we ready to dive into the night bus? Yes. yes. Don't dive too quick. You'll get hit in the head with it. <laughs> Why do we think it's called the? N- the night bus. I get that it's like funny because it's like nighttime, but I think it runs during the day. Is yeah. there like a, a joke in here? Travel by night? It was probably one of those, you know, like Dumbledore has 4,000 titles, you know, some sort of Knights Templar or some shit. Who knows? Oh. They're like, oh. here's your Patreon. You just name your bus after us. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe it started out back in the day before technology was invented. Maybe it started out as like actual knights would escort <laughs> Just, you, you from place to bad. place. They would show up and be like, get on my horse and they'd take you. Yeah. Man, speaking of smoking weed in college, when I was in college, my friend Alexis, who's been a, a guest on this show before, we had this great idea that we were going to affix like trailers to our bikes, the kind that you would put like a puppy in, you know, yeah. like. The toddler ones, up. yeah. Yeah, and then, like, we would dress in, like, funny, sexy costumes and then go cart people drunkenly home from parties. We would be sober and they would be drunk. And we thought that would be a very good gimmick. Yeah. Much like the night bus uh, via night on a horse. I like it. Like a bicycle rickshaw. Bicycle rickshaw is exactly what we are going for. Um, Here's, here's what's a, a funny, weird thing, though. Why do they need a bus? If this is for wizards, can't they just apparate where they're going? I wonder if there's some people who, like, get their apparition licenses revoked, like a driver's license. Or maybe they're too drunk. Maybe you have to... Maybe they're too know. drunk. Maybe, the like, that old lady who gets off in the beginning, maybe she's, like, afraid of apparating the same way some old people are afraid of flying. Well, I think um, there's also... I think there's a scene in... Uh, either the fifth or the sixth book where they're going back to Hogwarts and because they're all underage, they can't operate yet, so they take the night bus. 
Oh, I forgot they get on this again. So I think it's for um, I think it's for maybe like underage families or people who like don't have access to the flu network because they don't have a chimney in their yeah, house. Yeah, flu ne- or like don't. Pro- Basically, there's a lot of different opportunities for public transit in the wizarding yes. world, mm-hmm. and I wish there were more in the Muggle world. But it also seems like the bus itself apparates from place to place. Like, yes, yeah. it's going 150 thousand miles an hour. But it also seems to like literally pop in and out of existence. Yeah, there is a line where he's like, where when Stan Shunpike spills the cocoa as the bus sh- like jumped from Aberdeen to Abernathy or like whatever the fuck British I know, name I like, places. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that means something to somebody. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start at the top. So this chapter starts with Harry has just stormed out of the Dursley's house because he just blew up aunt marge and she is a balloon on the ceiling and he walks several blocks he's like we've all been there he's like stomping he's like so mad Mm -hmm. his trunk probably doesn't even weigh anything to him he's just like fueled by rage which like is such a good look on harry (laughs) well he's even got like an empty cage like hedwig i don't think is even with him he's just i'm the cage and the thing and i have to boom out (laughs) like we all wanted to do at that age who didn't have some sort of fight with their big jerky aunt and say i'm out of here and just storm to the end of the driveway where you then just stand there like (laughs) uh, now what (laughs) i have a funny story when i was i don't know six or seven or i don't know young enough to have one of those like children's like car thing car toys not a remote control but the ones that like you actually drive them yeah yeah it was a barbie lamborghini oh the kind that the kid drives yeah yeah like the little one and um i tried running away and i made it all i was almost all the way down the street to my friend's house and then the car ran out of battery I've got two similar. I did once pack a bag and made it to the end of my driveway. Now, to be fair, the house we lived in when I was growing up, the driveway was about a tenth of a mile long. So by the time you do get to it, you've had some time to cool off to when think. you're little. Mm-hmm. You're little, you've got short legs. <laughs> you're like, I've walked so far. I'm so far. Is it time to go back? Have they missed me yet? Like, that's, that's the whole running away. Has anyone come to get yes, me? Have they, they called not- the police yet? <laughs> Exactly. And then when I was older, probably in my teen years, my family, mm, you know, you love them. They they had very weird parties when we were growing up. So they would all get very drunk. And sometimes people who took their clothes off for money would show up for no reason at a weird family party. That's fun. And they're like, hey, kids, why don't y'all go stay upstairs while we have this weird stripper person here to entertain your grandma for her birthday? Weird. And so instead of doing that, well, also, the the second story of this house this always happened in had like the catwalk hallway upstairs that you could see over, you know, fully into the room below. So what was that doing? And the upstairs was full (laughs) of my uncle's Playboy and penthouse collections. So, you know, you just have all these kids there like, what is happening here? Like looking through all these weird (laughs) bags. So we would Approaching it with like a Ravenclaw like curiosity. Yes, very curious. Lots of conversation, lots of angles to be evaluated. But we finally got (laughs) to the point where we're like, this sucks. Uh, And then like four of us, I have like 20 cousins. So we would all just go out and get in the cars. Like our parents 
parents' cars and just sit there like we're driving. We're like, when we are old enough to drive, we are so <laughs> out of here. And we're just like sitting in the car and they're like, where are you going? And like, I'm going to the mall, like anywhere but here. Like, so yeah, I get it. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> Stomping away. Yes. I have this picture on my Instagram feed and I look really grumpy in it. It's from like four years ago and the caption is really dramatic. It's like sometimes when you're angry, you just walk. And like, I'm always like, what happened to me that day? (laughs) What was I? (laughs) It wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. Like what happened? You're like, who hurt you future me? (laughs) Was this directed at someone? Did they see it? That's the problem with vague booking right there. Is that you're like, see it in your memories like three years later. And you're like, God, I wish I remember who I was pissed at. Yeah. Dish self. It's like, I'm probably still mad at them. And I don't even remember. (laughs) Could be. I need to figure out who I'm mad at. I need to to be mad at them. (laughs) That's definitely happened to me before where I'm like, I haven't seen you in a while, and I feel like I'm mad at you. Just give me a second. I'll remember. I'll make something up at this point. (laughs) All right. So Harry's stomping along. We've gotten one, exactly one line into my notes. (laughs) He's basically fucked. That's my next line. So we can carry on. I mean, he is. He's like, oh, no, I did illegal magic. I'm going to go to Hogwarts. I have to go on the run. I'm in the darkness. It's very scary out here. Like, where is Hedwig? Like, I don't know what to do. And he sits down on a wall just to think about it. Just to have a think. Yeah, he develops this elaborate plan. Oh, I okay. love it. He, I love it too. Okay, so he's going to charm his trunk to be feather light. And then he's going to put him and his trunk under the invisibility cloak on his broom and fly to London. Like he just knows the way. He's 12. He, just, yeah. he has that compass <laughs> from his new fire. Wait, no, I almost said fire bolt from his new broomstick care kit. <laughs> so if he knows what direction London is in, in theory, true. he could. Mm. Britain's not that big. My favorite part of this is when it says, then he could get the rest of his money out of his vault and dot, dot, dot. Begin his life as an outcast. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. I was like, "You are, you are a, like two weeks shy of thirteen years old, and you're just going to start over." I mean, I have a niece that's that's that age who could do it, but I think she's a little more mature than Harry Potter is. And what's he going to do without Hermione there to keep him from being dead every twenty seven seconds? I mean. Certainly. This is a prime example of what happens when he gets into a sticky situation and he is alone, you know, (laughs) and Hermione is not there. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I guess I'll have to go to Gringotts and then I'll be an outcast. And like Gringotts is just going to be like, oh, hi, 13-year-old Mr. Potter. You want to take... All, All of these your money? sacks with you? Well, that's sure. the thing. Is like, how is he even going to carry around like that? It's a lot of money. It's a pile of gold. Like, how is he going to just be care? Even with the feather light charm that he's never tried before. It's okay. We don't have to worry about it because it doesn't. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It just is such a terrible plan <laughs> that it doesn't even him. happen. Yeah. I'd like to see him try. This is where we have to remember he's a Gryffindor. Not a Ravenclaw. Because, like, it takes a lot of bravery at you know, not even 13 years old to be like, well, this is the only option left. I'm going to progressively take steps to do this. I like that he didn't even think, he didn't even think like, you know what? I bet if I showed up at the borough, they'd let me sleep here and and talk this out. Like it it doesn't even cross his mind. He's like, well, it's just me now. I'm alone. This is, this is how we do this. We just move forward. 
maybe he's worried because of the way he got Mr. Weasley in trouble with the Ford Anglia in the last book. Maybe he's worried to implicate them further in his life of crime. Maybe. Um, But for sure, he's also not thinking clearly. Okay, so he sees something gigante-sized in the darkness. It's gleaming at him. It's like a gigante margarita. It's much bigger than you think, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a big it's a big creature in the nighttime. Eyes, gleaming eyes. Um, and then he is startled and he trips and he throws out his hand to break his fall and he summons the night bus. <laughs> like Which what is- a what a lucky, lucky, lucky coincidence that he happened sure. to have his wand in his hand when he fell and his hand like went up in the air. For sure. And also, how much do you think the night bus gets called genuinely on accident to places where it doesn't need to be? Exactly. Clearly, yeah. always. I think we've stumbled onto something here. I think the real purpose of the night bus is it's an ambulance. I think that whenever <laughs> someone's doing something and they fall and their hand goes up, they show up and are like, you good? Oh, God, he's in a coma. <laughs> Let's take him to, you know, that's what it is. You can't apparate a, a, well, I guess you can. It's been dumb. But, like, if someone's injured, you don't want to apparate them. You, you want to get that night bus action. Because it seems very <laughs> safe. <laughs> I was about to say, you might not want to apparate them if it appears they've injured their spine. Yeah, much like IRL. Yeah. But I don't think a night bus, the way that Stan Shunpike <laughs> handles the luggage, I don't think he'd be the guy you want. Well, Ernie's the one that does the uh, the board. He's the one that goes and gets the backboard when you're injured. Now him I'd trust. Yeah, he, he's been doing this for a while. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I don't even know. Like, I, you know, and I don't know how much you guys tend to talk about, like, movie versus the book chapter or whatnot. They could not have found a better cast person for Stan oh, Shunpike if I know, they tried. Like, I know, I know. This so guy walks so through the door and they're like, pimples good. and all, you're it, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, even his pimples turned white. I'm like, what color were they before? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Disturbed. But say, he, yeah. that was a beautiful casting choice right there. Oh, yeah. So that good. guy is disgusting. Like, I don't, there is something. <laughs> I cannot physically look at that guy without being like, what's on your mouth? Like, there's just something wrong. And I think that's what you want in a that's good That's what you want. Stan yeah, he's Shun definitely Pike. like. He works on that bus for a reason. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely kind of a gross guy i also like ernie in the movies i feel mm-hmm. like they give him they have the room to give him just like a little more character in yeah. the movies just because you look at him and you're like oh cookie grandpa who drives fast <laughs> with a shrunken skull sure yeah that's yeah. kind of funny too I don't, oh. okay i've i've talked about this on the cast before okay when i was a kid this is probably like the fourth time i've said this this exact verbiage when i was a kid i would always get the harry potter movie soundtracks because i was in band and i was a nerd and i would always listen to them a lot because it's really dope music but the prisoner of azkaban soundtrack most of it is incredibly stressful mm-hmm. and i would be like lulling myself to sleep with my walk and, the the and then the night bus would come and it's like and it's like the scariest shit i love i love the scene in the movie prisoner of azkaban movie is also my favorite of the movies and it's it's my favorite all around i love it all and and this scene is just so good the music is so good and it's so silly that they added the shrunken head even though it's not in this chapter however if you have the illustrated edition it Mm. looks like there's a little bit of a nod to him because in the illustration the bloomsbury illustrated editions that are coming out at this time on page 29 there's a full page edition of the night bus and let me see if i can pick it up and show you guys at least and there's like a little 
It looks like a troll. Wait, no, this isn't gonna work. This isn't gonna work. Hang on. Hang on. Wait, where? This isn't gonna work. Never mind. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looks like there's a troll doll type thing hanging yeah, from totally. the mirror. And I feel like that's a little nod yep, to, to the, the head. shrunken head. Yeah, totally. And it's just so, I can't, his voice is so clear because there's a line where he says, I think Stan says, take her away, Ern. And I just immediately read it as, take it away, Ern. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. See, and it's those kinds of little additions to the movie. Like some of the movie additions, I really like it's like this really adds to the ambiance. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that the beds slide around, mm-hmm. yeah, in the movie too, which they don't talk about in the book. But it's just it 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 helps the viewer feel the anxiety that like Harry has so deep within him right now. Because it's just like this is a nightmare. Well, again, he has run away from home and done exactly what you're not supposed to do, which is take a ride from strangers. And it doesn't get much stranger than Stan Shunpike and the night bus. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And I also think that Stan probably should have been a little bit more upfront with the the results of their driving before selling him hot chocolate at an additional fee. I know. Oh, completely. Yeah, that's really not worth the upcharge. I'd be pissed. Yeah, I would too. I would be pissed if my cocoa was now everywhere but in my belly. Because it's like, not only did you spill my hot cocoa, now I don't get it, but you spilled it on my pillow, so now I can't nap. Well, also, he could have spilled it on Harry. That could have left to a a burn. He could have been injured. (gasps) (laughs) What if he got a scar? That'd be... Oh, very bad. (laughs) I like how he keeps just like trying to brush his hair down on his forehead. That's one of my favorite parts of this chapter is when he's trying to hide his identity as Harry Potter and Stan's like, what's your name? And he just immediately says Neville Longbottom (laughs) because even when Neville isn't here, he's like getting the short end of the stick, you know? And it's like, it's times like this where it's like, Harry doesn't know how closely entwined him and Neville actually are. They're like destinies. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, you could just be Neville. Quick question. I might be reading way too into it here, but something that I read that had kind of a haunting parallel to me was uh, reading Shunpike and specifically the fact that this is a guy who is portrayed as being undereducated, being kind of in a shit job. He lives in a magical world and he works on a bus. A magical bus? Mm. Yeah. Well, but a few years later, remember, there's the whole thing where he gets uh, revealed to be a Death Eater, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, I might, like I said, I might be looking too far into this, but I see a lot of parallels between someone who feels entitled that they should have something better, they underachieved in their own life, they don't feel good about themselves, and then all of a sudden they start hating people that they think are getting all these advantages that are Wait. different. Yes, I'm, I'm drawing Donald Trump parallels here. No, I, here. I think I think Stan <laughs> Shunpike is overheard bragging that he's a Death Eater and not actually being a Death oh, Eater. Oh, I thought it was that he was Imperioed and that someone used him. I think that's what he says. Yeah, he's definitely not like a like a proper Death Eater. I don't think. Mm. See, I, I like I, said, I could be wrong here, but for some reason, I thought that he said that he was Imperioed, and then it turned out that he like really wasn't. 
I think most people that said they were imperioed were in fact not and just like, oh, hey, they, oh, Imperio, they made me do that. <sighs> he was sent to Azkaban for being a Death Eater and it's like supposed to be like a big get for the ministry. They're like, oh yeah, we got this fucking Death Eater. But I think he was like overheard bragging at like a bar or something about stuff he doesn't know about. See, that's when you get to like your third and fourth generation like Nazi kind of people. They're like, eh. But they're not <laughs> like it's just some dude, and you're not bad. They're Bro, not you're stupid. Not they're even just a stupid. Nazi. Like they're bragging. they're yeah. like the the you know inbred fourth down. You know, just like when did we stop punching Nazis? Not, no, no, no. Always I mean, punch Nazis. Always punch yeah. A Nazi yeah, violence time. is never the answer unless the question is, "Are you a Nazi?" And they say yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yes. I don't know. We had a whole thing of, you know, a while back, a few decades ago, where we collectively as a planet decided Nazis are bad. This this is not okay. And we're going to hunt them to the ends of the earth. Yeah, Nazis aren't acceptable. Or give them tiki torches. It's yeah. fine. Well, I truly, that's why I love freedom of speech. It's because mm-hmm. it's so important. Because when you're allowed to say whatever you want, you sometimes forget that you're not free of consequence. Yes. And so, you know, whenever someone likes to open their mouth and confirm that they are a Nazi, then we all, as one, have the ability to remind them that that's I not okay. I so love when they end up with their picture on Facebook in front of a <laughs> rally. And then they're like, but I lost my job. I'm like, oh, did you? Sorry. Let me grab the world's smallest violin. <laughs> Shove it up your nose. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to transition us really, um, really slickly. I'm going to I'm going to wrap this conversation up by saying that every single listener of this podcast owes me 100 Nazi scalps. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going <clears> to <throat> transition us directly into um, <laughs> the night bus. Okay. So. Just taking us back to the beginning, I, it's described as a violently purple bus, which makes me so fucking I happy. I love that, too. I was like, <laughs> wow. That's purple as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she should have just said that, yeah. I mean, I've seen some violent shades of purple in my lifetime. Yeah, no, I think it's we all know. a bruise. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Bruise-shaped, yeah. And the night bus takes off. It's all fast and crazy. Has any of you seen my neighbor Totoro? Uh, Didn't we watch that? Yeah, do you remember the cat bus? Yes. <sighs> okay, well, the night bus reminds me of the cat bus in my neighbor Totoro. Maybe one to three of our listeners will give a shit about that <laughs> reference. <laughs> Haley, this one's for you. It's just Haley. It's just Haley. <laughs> it's really actually a test to see if Haley really is listening, is listening every week. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what she's doing it for, is to make sure that Haley listens to episodes that she's not on. Haley, you text me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, they let off that carsick witch, Stan literally like throws her suitcase out after her, which is so funny. Which makes me glad that Hedwig is not there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would have been, yeah, it would have been, no, I'm not gonna, uh, I was gonna, uh, whatever, okay, the the story of the, like, dog who died. Were you gonna relate it to Lord of the Rings? No, the story of the dog who died on the airplane, because the people made them put him in the overhead Overhead. compartment. Oh, heartbreaking. And I wasn't going to bring that up because I was like, oh, it's just too sad. But then I was like, then they're going to be like, what sad story is she Shit not bringing up? Angry. So <laughs> whatever. Um, 
But as, I love how as soon as they, as soon as she's out and as soon as her like trunk is out and the doors close, whoosh, they're off again. They Gone. don't like, they don't yeah. hesitate for a minute. They to, don't like, even see if she like gets up from yeah. like falling out of the bus. They don't care. They're like, our mission is accomplished. She is no longer on the property. Go. She didn't barf on the bus. That's, that's, that's the what they're going thing. for. They're like, get the fuck out of here. I was going to say, which for them is such an easy fix. I know. Like, even if she did barf on the bus. It's not like you're a cabbie that has to, like, lose a fare over this. You know, it, it's not going to smell. You it's all gone. Magic, you yeah, that, One of those things kind of makes me wonder how squibby these guys might actually be. The guys that ride, like, drive the night bus. Oh, interesting. That's what I was thinking, too. They're allowed to have a magic bus, but they're not really that magic themselves. Yeah, yeah. The bus is magic, like Miss Frizzle, but maybe they got nothing, because you don't see them do any actual magic. That's a good point. That's what I was wondering, too, because it mentions that Stan is only a couple years older than Harry, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. imagine he's, like, he's a young adult trying to make it in the in the wizarding world, and he's possibly a squib, and there's not <laughs> much he can do except for administer tickets for the night bus. Well, and actually, I, I had a question with that, too, because... It says that he's only a few years older than uh, Harry, and I think that's one of the examples of an author kind of forgetting how it feels to be a certain age, because if Harry yeah. was 13 and Stan was even 17, you know, which would mean he would have dropped out. I think out. they said 18, 19. Yeah, and she yeah. said 18, 19. 18 and 19 year olds were like ancient to me. Adults. That's a big age difference. He doesn't know how, he's just like, you look like you're not quite full grown up, but more grown up than me. Mm-hmm. But that could also be some of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think his genes are all that solid. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, if you're, let's just say, because because Hogwarts is very prestigious, but it's also where everyone goes. So it's like how prestigious is it if everyone goes there. <laughs> that is so a you've great got point. Some, you've got some people who are going to just like every school. You're gonna have people are just gonna Hermione their way through the world, and they're gonna do their thing. And then you've got other people who are just barely gonna squeak by. <laughs> Neville, because somebody feels bad, or they're a Slytherin, or they're a pure blood. <laughs> eh, we'll let them go. What kind of job do you get after? Not everybody's gonna go work for the Ministry of Magic. I know there's not enough job opportunities for no, witches and wizards. Yeah, just I, and that would be my thing. Like, what are I like to see the aptitude test? Like, what are the actual mm-hmm. jobs available to you? Because when you're just going to go have to be a muggle accountant who does a little magic on the weekend, like you make your s'mores faster than everybody else. They just I think that if I was in the w- witch and wizarding world, I would be a writer and influencer, kind of like what Gilderoy Lockhart was pretending to be. But I would do it for yeah. real. You know, I'd be like a dope adventurer, heartthrob writer. I think I would do exactly what I do now, which is play on social media and write books about things that I see in the world. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. We can do it together. That's it. Yes, that'd be great. Let's do that. I'm willing to bet there's a whole squad or fleet of uh, like low, low graduating Hogwarts graduates that have taken to muggle drug dealing. Because you get, like, yeah. the oh. smallest, tiniest quantity of whatever drug you want. Especially imagine, it. like, cocaine. Enlarge it. Yeah. Make it the most pure, crazy big thing. Sell it. And if you ever get arrested, first of all, it's just muggle cops coming after you. And second of all, you just aberrate. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is you just put it in Hermione's little beaded mm-hmm. bag yep. mm-hmm. and you could carry so much coke with you <laughs> and no one would ever know. And they'd be like, hey, he's got a fancy purse with beads on it. So he fancy. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Like, that's here's, it. Here's so. the real theory. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm 100% believing this now and nothing anyone could say would uh, dissuade me. In this universe... Pablo Escobar and all the cartels employ wizards. They know they have met <laughs> wizards purely for the uh, purpose of getting yeah. it across the border. And what they do is they still send out orders with like, you know, in submarines and in things that they know will get caught. But that's a donkey. Yeah, they, a they, guy on it's a low boat, effort. Yeah. They don't care. It's very little loss yeah. to them when they magically just apparate into San Diego and put it in their safe house. Well, see, they use the the guy on the donkey with 25 balloons of coke in his stomach. They use that guy as the, he's the distraction. Right. Look over here, look over here. But boom, boom, boom. Magic, magic. Yep. Yeah. On the other like end it. of the spectrum, I like to believe that there are wizards who, in order to find a job, they go into the muggle world and they become muggle magicians. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, like David Blaine is David actually Blaine. Oh, yeah. is an actual wizard, but he wasn't having any success finding a job in the wizarding world so he just came into the muggle world and posed as a magician slash illusionist okay have any of you guys watched the legend of Korra I have yes Mm -hmm. okay so you know when Zaheer what yes maybe that's a spoiler okay wait I'm gonna say legend of Korra (laughs) retroactive retroactive spoiler alert alright legend of Korra spoiler Skip 15 seconds. I'll say it quickly. Okay, but when Zaheer flies, and I, it reminded me exactly of when they're like, Voldemort can fly. And then I was like, magician. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Shazam. Boom. Magic. They're like, oh. Yeah. I think he's, I think it's just, yeah. I think Neville Longbottom, when he decides he's done playing uh, in the garden at school, is going to become a muggle accountant. But he's going to be magic with those spreadsheets he works on. Ooh, I don't know how well that would actually work, considering they they don't teach math at at Hogwarts. <laughs> so wow, they so don't, teach true. They don't have Hogwarts. a basic understanding of like what numbers are beyond counting. Practical skills, get out of here. I ask this on our show every time we talk about Harry Potter, but since I'm just talking to the same person every time, we don't have an answer for it. The question is, what the hell do these kids do for the first 11 years? Let's say you start school when you're five. So you've got six years of what? I know Harry went to regular school because he was muggle raised. Honestly, by the time it gets to like we're graduated from Hogwarts and we're all looking for jobs, it's probably really competitive to be a muggle born because you have this whole breadth of like base knowledge that the rest of these kids don't necessarily have. Yeah, I know. They're like, I can do math. I can exchange money at the (laughs) bank. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. How far does Harry think he's going to get with (laughs) his wizard wizard money? money? Like you're going to disappear into the you've got a scar on your head and everyone knows you on site which i mean is he the only person with a scar i don't know but 
It, it just seems like he he would have to disappear into the Muggle world. You can't just move on to Diagon Alley and not Diagon expect Alley. to be seen. I kind yeah. of think this little part is interesting, especially because it shows up in The Prisoner of Azkaban, and it shows up during the chapter where he first sees, of course, we don't know it yet, but where he first sees Sirius in his Animagus <laughs> form, where Harry's like, I guess I'm going to have to live as an outlaw, and that's what Sirius has to do in, yeah, in book four. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go meet this big ass dog in this alley over here. Maybe he'll be my friend. <laughs> he might happen to be my godfather. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. It might happen. It'd be work. That would be helpful. And by the way, big weird dog, can you sign my permission slip? <laughs> what does he do? Just forge the permission He's slip. Everyone. <laughs> Like, everyone knows what the Dursley's signatures look like. Just What if Harry shows up to McGonagall's office and slaps his form on the table and it's just a paw print (laughs) (laughs) as the signature? That's cute. (laughs) And McGonagall knows immediately. I was going to say, I think a year from now that would really work. But I think right now McGonagall still has some misconceptions. So she'd be like, what is this? But it's probably some sort of enchanted permission slip so that you can't forge it. it. But when he slaps that paw print and he's the legal (laughs) godfather, which was probably discussed at a bar one night while Sirius and James were just hanging out. He's like, hey, maybe you could take care of my kid if anything happens to us in the next 12 months. Who knows? Liz, really quick to answer your uh, question, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm a Ravenclaw and I can't let it go unanswered. Um, yeah. I think what they probably did is, you know, like kids, I mean, parents will teach kids like basic counting and like words. Right. So they probably just keep doing that up until 11, which would be really traumatizing because like you're used to such a nurturing environment for so long. <laughs> and then they're like, by the way, you know how puberty is coming? Go interact with everyone. Enjoy. Yeah. You can always tell when a kid's been homeschooled, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But what if all the kids have been homeschooled? Yeah. Well, it's like I did home. I homeschooled my niece for about six months one time. She was having some issues. And it's one, it's awesome, by the way. (laughs) They're only statistically more likely to be smarter and to be more able to cope with stress and more self reliant. That's all. Empathy and all the things. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's really funny because I'm just thinking about. Molly Weasley trying to homeschool homeschool <laughs> 75 children in a shoe. Because at one point or another, you know, that not all of them were at Hogwarts at the same time. Right. So she's trying to homeschool. She had like seven kids. She's trying mm-hmm. to teach them how oh to my tie God. a at shoe. At one point she had like Fred, George, Ron, and Jenny all yeah. together. And Percy. Don't forget Percy. Mm-hmm. He would have been there too. And probably and when Percy was just about to go to school, probably Ginny was just a baby, right? That's a nightmare having all probably. those. Well, at that point, it's like Percy, go teach your brothers how to spell because I'm busy with this <laughs> yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, I've got my friend. I've got a friend who has five kids, it's five, five to fifteen, Oof. five children. Uh, two of them are one year apart. They are like twelve months and a couple days apart. And uh, she's like, I am so fucking tired. And I live in a shoe because I just <laughs> kids are everywhere. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. So like I have three dogs that sit on a bed. <laughs> Fur babies or what's up? Okay. 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 Stan Shunpike is reading the newspaper where we last left off. <laughs> Sirius Black's on the newspaper. It, it's like he's like he's a big fucking deal. Like Sirius Black's a big fucking deal. 
Stan yeah. Shumpag is like, you don't know who this is? And then Harry Potter starts reading the article, and the article's like, you don't know who this is? He's famous. <laughs> right. Next to Harry Potter, the most famous boy wizard for no reason <laughs> that no boy one's ever wizard? seen. But he's there, so... Let's you. How could you not know who that is? Yeah. So Harry like reads the article, and we learned that Fudge is getting some backlash because um, he like told the Muggle Prime Minister about the serious black situation, and then we also learned that Black allegedly massacred thirteen people, which is a magically strong number, twelve years ago. Um, and then there's a little picture, and Harry's like, "That guy looks like a vampire." <laughs> um. It's also where is it? Yeah, okay. So I think it's interesting that in the description of what of his picture in the newspaper, it's talking about his eyes and it says the only part of his sunken face that seemed alive. And if I recall when we like read more of Sirius in the coming books, that's always a descriptor that she goes to is his eyes and, and everything. So I just think that's interesting that his, you know, prominent feature, you know, kind of survived Azkaban, so to speak. Aww. JK really loves to talk about some eyes. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, she does love does? eyes. That bitch. You know who. Oh, 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 <laughs> She, she must, must not, not be named. Be named. Okay. Be named. Sorry, I, I didn't recognize the, uh, she the word you do said. Do not name her uh, for her eyes. Also, <laughs> this is one of my favorite moments from, from the movie where Stan Shunpike leans in and goes, He's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Stan, Stan keeps talking. He's like, Sirius Black worked for you know whomst. And Stan is like, okay. And then Sirius Black killed these people in broad daylight. He's a psychopath. He was just laughing. We're getting some like context from Stan. And Stan's like, as given sex, I would never want to go there. It would make me a crazy person. And then we also learn that no one. Okay, wait. My notes say no one has ever broken out of Hogwarts before. <laughs> I definitely meant to write Azkaban. <laughs> Oh, my God. To be fair, we aren't told of anyone breaking out of Hogwarts. <laughs> Holding their students hostage, you will get an education, I swear to God. Fred and George break out, you know. Actually, yeah, they sneak <gasps> out all the time. What am I talking about? Wait, all no, the they time, break yeah. out no, I mean, that break one out. day, though. Yeah, book five. They break, oh, yeah. yeah, they break the fuck out. Um, do we feel like just literally being sentenced to time at Azkaban, do we feel like that's cruel and unusual punishment? Yes. Probably. Mm-hmm. Just a bit. It's like a medieval dungeon. Yeah, it's guarded by monsters. Even Urn, they're just Urn, <laughs> Ernie, because <laughs> he because Stan. I was reading Stan. He calls does him call Ern. him Urn, but Ernie sounds so much more normal. They're talking about uh, the Azkaban guard, or Stan is talking about the Azkaban guards, and Ernie shivers and is like, "Quit talking about those. I, I hate it. They give me they give me the collie wobbles, which, if I recall, that is also it's very close to Molly Weasley's nickname or Arthur's nickname for Molly, which is Molly." wobbles okay i've cited i've cited this before it's my second favorite moment in the entire harry potter series my first one is who remembers madame puttyfoots the nightmare date of madame puttyfoots okay my second favorite moment in the entire harry potter series is when i think it's the beginning of book seven and arthur weasley's trying to come home and he's like molly don't let me in you have to ask me the password and she's harry's like right there and he doesn't know and she's like what do you call me when we're alone together? or no he asks. he's like what do i call you when we're alone together and she's just like molly so em- she's so embarrassed she's looking at harry and she's like molly wobbles <laughs> <laughs> the funniest shit of my life 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, so the, the Azkaban guards give Ernie the collie wobbles. I, I literally, my note for that is LOL Molly wobbles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's, they're talking about the Azkaban guards, right? Which at this point, we're probably all imagining to be like people, right? The guards from from the the Wizard of Oz, yeah, exactly. The what? What the fuck? That's exactly what I was thinking. The guards from the Wizard of Oz. My brain goes to more uh, like Imperial, Ooh, not stormtroopers, storm but troopers. the Red Troopers, the Empire's yeah. Guard, yeah, or the Emperor's the Imperial Guard. Mm, yes, those. Oh gosh. Okay, so the next thing that happens is Stan Shunpike is like, oh, did you hear about Harry Potter? He blew up his hand. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Oh, so funny. And then Harry's like, oh, no, like, maybe I'm going to Azkaban like this guy because we're both criminals. We're both hardened criminals. Because we're on the same level. All punishments have one... Murder? I'm going to look like this guy. Yeah, all crimes have one suitable punishment, and that's to go to the place with the people (laughs) that make you not be able to feel happy for a certain amount of time. If you litter (laughs) in the magical world, you have to, like, report for a three-hour stint at Azkaban. It's a nightmare. (laughs) Yo, that's a nightmare. (sighs) Even three hours. Here's the deal. Aunt Marge probably had a pretty severe sodium problem to begin with. So, I mean, it could have just been whatever the Dursleys decided to feed her, and then she got a little hot All bother. that bourbon. Legs swell up a little bit, and then the it's just a light gravity day. <laughs> we're just not that heavy today. It's a light gravity day. So. Try That's how gravity I would explain light. it right there. Be like, it is a light gravity day, y'all. <laughs> Go call NASA and ask them. <laughs> it's just, we're at a weird tilt. It's just nothing I can't help it. I didn't do it. I tell NASA what? that if what they magic? can't give me an answer, I'm going to an astrologist. Someone has to know what's going on here. <laughs> Starting off with astronomers, astrologists are next, and then alchemists are after that. Yeah, and then we just go straight medium. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it seems light to me. I don't know. The ghosts are all hovering. <laughs> it's feeling ghosty out there today. <laughs> then they kind of just ride on and then the whole hot chocolate fiasco that we already addressed <laughs> the infamous hot chocolate <laughs> fiasco of of it's 1996 terrible. or whatever year this is he should just demand a refund like I it's not in his nature those, I need those sickles I need those extra sickles because now I gotta live <laughs> out my life I'm on an the streets now. by myself as a like a wizard outcast because they're gonna break your wand right if you have to yeah you're gonna have it in a weird pink umbrella do we think that that umbrella like was important to hagrid before no we think it's like he a random a item wand he just found it. It. yeah he just <laughs> who's going to question a giant with a pink umbrella no but no do, no one does dumb. yeah no one's going yeah, to. Yeah, it's like, it, I think it says specifically, like, Vernon Dursley didn't know what to do with that in the first place. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, I want to make fun of you because I'm I'm probably, uh, you know, pretty homophobic. But I'm, uh, yeah, I just, you're huge. So I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> All right. At long last, Harry's the only passenger left on the bus, which is weird. Unless it is a night bus, everyone has to be off by the end of the night. Wait, is that a thing? They don't think said so. travel by night. Travel I think they've taken it in the daytime, yeah, I, or they've I, yeah, seen they it in the daytime. Yeah, 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 yeah. With like a family affair. No, no, that was the day bus. 
<laughs> but it's D-A-Y-E. <laughs> it's not spelled properly. D-A-Y-E. That they don't learn the that family. They don't learn grammar. Every <laughs> They don't learn how to spell. Yeah. They learn none of that. Yeah, that's definitely I don't even know how they know. But not to bring us back to the schooling question for too long, but do we think there's a chance that there are some like pure blood or, or what wizards who show up to Hogwarts and on day one they don't know how to read? <gasps> yes. Well, Goyle, they, I didn't know you could read. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, a, well, That that's always where my school question comes in. It's like, you do still have to learn mm-hmm. the basics of yeah. life on this planet. Even if you live in an all witch or wizard community, you still have to learn how to count or else people are going to screw you out of your money. Yeah, but like long, the fact so. that they have to, does that mean that it happens? However, I wonder yeah. if there is some kind of like wizarding preschool, like offered so, by yeah. the Ministry That's, of Magic. Wait, wait I'm going to revise my career options to wizarding <laughs> children. Preschool teacher. That sounds fun because they are probably doing like accidental, like cute little magic. Maybe some shenanigans oh, yeah. sometimes when they're like fighting. Remember Harry could ride his tiny toy bird oh, when yeah. he was a year old? How adorable <laughs> would that be until you had to track those little fuckers <laughs> off the ceiling? That just put such a cute little picture in my brain. A little baby on a little broomstick. <laughs> I don't know. I have a toddler niece and nephew. Actually, I have four of them. And I'm like, mm, I don't want them <laughs> running magic, around on yeah. the broom. <laughs> because with with my nephew, he would just beat you with the broom when you weren't looking. Like, Do we think so. that there's a whole... Because uh, I've, got, I've got the impression, thinking about it, that Muggleborns must be able to make so much money by taking something that's standard in Muggle society and doing a wizard version of it. So, like, for example, I guarantee you the first person to put out a wizarding newspaper was a Muggleborn. I guarantee you if there is, like, a primary school, it was probably a Muggleborn who was, like... It's because they know how to read. (laughs) Some of my favorite jokes are about what the Muggleborn experiences like at Hogwarts and they come in and they're just using a ballpoint pen a pen <laughs> or a computer it's 1990 but electronics go haywire around magic well, conveniently but, a pen, but I think a ballpoint pen, pen is not an pass. electronic yeah and they're no, just sitting sure. there and and then all of a sudden the kids around them are like what, what do you mean you don't have to dip your pen into the well of ink every every five words? And then this Muggleborn student starts a like a, a black market for ballpoint pens. <laughs> what if you're allergic to birds and feathers? They, they got a cure for that. I worry all the time because I am allergic to cats and I don't think I would have a fun experience at Hogwarts because one of the, I'm like, can I have a dog instead, please? Like, I would like a pet, but I'm very allergic. What you can have is a charm to make you not allergic to cats anymore. I don't care. I'm bringing my dog. No, they're the best. You'd have to just go hang out with Haggard and Fang because he seems to be oh, the yeah, only dog true. on board. So, and oh, well, then there's Fluffy. No, Fluffy. Well, but they're both Haggards. <laughs> Do you think there's like a portion at the beginning of the year where Madame uh, Pomfrey sits down with all the first years and basically explains, like, listen, if you're Muggleborn and you have these issues, like, I know you might think there's no cure, but we have these cures. So just come to me and ask. What like, about my dad and his hypertension? Can he come to Hogwarts and get here? No, no, he's a. Muggle. But when you graduate in seven years, you'll be able to help him. Hopefully, he's still alive then. But no, thanks, I hate it. 
Okay, so is is brewing a potion considered magic? Mm, yeah. Uh, Does it yeah. have magical ingredients? No, what if it's I not? I don't know if actually brewing it is, but I think I remember reading a couple of their like potions classes where they have to do stuff to the potion with their mm. wand. So I think if you're doing a potion that involves that, then it would count. I but, think it's a lot of oh, like, just like Here's Rogaine, Dad. I have a whole bucket full. It's a cauldron, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, I think they do a lot of prodding of the cauldrons. But maybe that's just to be like, how's the potion going? Um, speaking of cauldrons, we're at the Leaky Cauldron. Ah. This is another moment I remember very specifically from the movie of of Harry being like, mm-hmm. "Oh, the Leaky Cauldron, that's in London." That's and then in they, London. They, they like make like, oh, fun oh, of them. Oh, they're like, "Oh, the Leaky Cauldron, that's in London." <laughs> <laughs> But they're like, sure, we'll take a 13-year-old to a bar. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be safe there. It'll be somebody else's problem. The toothless man will look after him. It's okay. Yeah. Somebody will. Stan gets down to help Harry with his trunk a little nicer than just like chucking it out after him. And who should be waiting there but Cornelius fucking Fudge. (gasps) A character so lame that there's not enough information about him to do a Behind the Magical Bastards episode about him. (laughs) We know. We checked. (laughs) Yeah, we were going to do an episode about Behind the Bastard Cornelius Fudge. But yeah, it's just like they don't even know what Hogwarts house he was in. What Hogwarts house do you think he was in? He's just that like vanilla, generic politician we're like, hey, yeah, he's doesn't. just lame. I almost feel like he's a Hufflepuff because he'll just say whatever to make like no fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like a failed out Hufflepuff. Failed Hufflepuff. Like he, I mean, he made it, but but his dad had some connections. He's probably and... a failed out Gryffindor. He's probably like a Peter That's Pettigrew. That's what I was thinking. Like the type of guy who was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be brave and I'll, I'll do the thing. And then it's like, yeah. actually, no. But... Uh, not for me. Yeah. How did, like, just the Gryffindor Tower not boot Peter Pettigrew out? I mean, it knocks you down the stairs. I completely agree. Um, Okay, and then there's, like, this whole funny bit where Stan and Ernie think that this guy's name is Neville, and then Cornelius Fudge is like, what's up, Harry Potter? Harry fucking Potter. (laughs) He is so not cognito. (laughs) Like, this guy does not know how to be subtle at all this is he's just like but this is harry this potter, is harry potter. Know. <laughs> just look at Voldemort. him this is where harry potter is <laughs> right now he's like uh that that meme from jurassic park hey everybody look it's harry potter see no one cares <laughs> <laughs> so fudge takes harry inside tom's at the bar he's not a fucking gremlin like he is in the later harry potter movies yeah, they make him very much like um. What's um? Oh, it starts with an I. Eat like Igor. Of, he, he's a total yeah, Doctor Frankenstein's like sidekick. He's got a hump. Yeah, yeah he's actually he actually has a. Hump. I think in the first movie and maybe some of the other ones, he's just like a nice normal guy, and like he's Tom's just, just a guy. Because this is the era where we get to Alfonso Cuarón's um, reimagining of the Harry Look Potter at series. You. you learned how to say his last name. I'm Here's proud the thing, of you. though: I'm still not 100 percent confident <laughs> no, that I say it. it. No, that I say it right. It. So good. I just I just slur it and I move on really quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, you did a great job. I'm really happy for you. Just act. I still, I still, I it's the, it's the UA and my mouth, my mouth wants to make like a qua, like a W, yeah. but th- yeah. I don't, th- but it, then the R comes in. But you have to say it so fast that it's like, it doesn't matter. 
now we're ruminating so much on this that it completely defeats the purpose of me moving past it. So you have to cut all of this out, Christina. Okay? Okay. Um. <laughs> and then, so Stan and Ernie bring in Harry's trunk and Fudge is like, I need a private parlor to get these people out of my face. Okay. And then they go into the private parlor. And Fudge is like, hello, it's nice to meet you. I'm Cornelius Fudge, the, par- the minister for magic. And Harry knows who he is, though, because Harry saw him in Hagrid's hut at the end of Chamber of Secrets when he was under the invisibility cloak. So Harry, who is notoriously a terrible actor, has to be like, oh, oh, yeah, like, nice to meet you. But he's also the minister of magic. Who doesn't know who he like, what he looks like? Harry doesn't know anything. Their their (laughs) newspapers move. Their newspapers literally talk and move. Like, (laughs) if you don't know, like, I would have been like. Mm. There for sure would have been a picture of Fudge yeah, in the somewhere. in a newspaper at some point. At you know, yeah, there would have been right. one somewhere. People like that always with their pictures up. No, that's why he almost <laughs> dies always. <laughs> <laughs> so Cornelius Fudge is like, "Wow, you you fucked up." Like, I won't. We won't miss words here. Like, you fucked up, but like, you're safe, and that's all that I really care about, which is, like, like, so cute. You know, if we took in everyone who blew up their aunts, I'm like, is this a regular occurrence? Like, this, like, like, we went and, what did they say? They drained her? Or something? Yes. Deflated. Deflated. It was just like, oh, that... The magical reversal squad. Yeah, that sounds uncomfortable. (laughs) Accidental. Accidental magic reversal squad. Yeah. Always correct me. I'm never looking at my book. I also love his casualness with this. He goes, so that's that and no harm done. <laughs> like, just what does it matter, you know? I know, but he's like, wasn't I literally nearly expelled last year because a house yeah. elf yeah, was Harry in my house? In two years, he's about to be fucking expelled. Yeah. Like, he's about to be in deep doo-doo for the same yeah. shit. Yeah, they're like, and you're going to go to Azkaban. So there's no running off and just becoming a weird half-wizard boy in the muggle <laughs> world. So you... Yeah. You were really screwed up trying to defend yourself. I kind of got the impression that Fudge has like an air about him as though uh, he had just gotten kind of like a a, be- a verbal beatdown from Dumbledore, where Dumbledore was like, you let this happen. He's terrified because you sent this letter to him last year right. when it wasn't his fault. And now he's ran away. And we know there's only one place he's going to fucking go. So your ass is going to go wait for him and then treat him right. Get him a room and make sure he's taken care of. Like, I, there's a part of me that honestly thinks that because that's the only reason that the actual minister of magic yeah. would show yeah. up. Like, yeah. Because it's not there for protection. That's yeah, for sure. Kingsley Shacklebolt is an R at this point. Like, send him. Send him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hell, he's a nicer person. I would rather meet him. Yeah, like, what is he doing? Send him anyway, yeah. Also, I think <laughs> we, given, like, what we know later on and what we learn, the reason they're all so freaked out about Harry running away right now is because Sirius is on the loose and they know that Sirius, or at least they think, that Sirius Black is going to come after Harry and try to kill him. Which makes Wait, but really? No they were right? Well, well, Sirius was, like, waiting for him when he ran away from home. So, mm-hmm. like, they're, they weren't wrong. They just were wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, well, he's here. So, must be bad things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Fudge is talking to Harry. He's like, your aunt's been deflated. Don't even worry about it. Um, do you think that Vernon and Petunia will view Marge any differently now that she's been, like, affected by magic? She's had her memory modified. Do we think th- all of their memories have been modified? 
Or just Marge's? He said just her. They're mad about this later, right? Yeah. And that's that's my question. Is like, if you're going to do memory manipulation, why not hit the Dursleys too? And while you're yeah. at it, make them be nice people. Could you do that for two seconds? Like, no, no, fuck that. No. This kid needs so much adversity that he <laughs> has to learn how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if Vernon and Petunia like didn't have their memories modified, but they saw Marge having her memory modified, do you oh, think she's that dead they? To them. Yeah, she's dead to them. Do, do you think that they would have had like some existential crisis about like has my memory been modified? Like, am I being affected oh, yeah. by magic? I Absolutely. I would say no because they are so above it all and they are so feeling superior about the whole magic like they think everybody who's magic is freaks we are too smart for that that would never (laughs) happen to us yeah like i i think that they would very much that's an us versus them and they're never gonna get one over on me so yeah they should be scared to fucking death but they're not and that makes them dumb I also kind of want to, in a part of my mind, I, I could totally see them being the complete opposite, though, being the type that sees Marge get her mind modified, and they're like, excuse me, can you do three more, please? Um, <laughs> That's we just what don't I want to remember yeah. any of this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, Petunia, she can't remember my last Petunia. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Fudge is like... Just stay here until school starts. You got three weeks. Just stay right here until school starts at the Leafy Cauldron. At a bar when you're 13. At a bar. It's an inn. It's a tavern. By yourself at 13. This sounds like the dopest time (laughs) in Harry's life. I'm pretty sure the next chapter starts with like a montage of his great time. Yeah. Like it's like good for you. He goes to, I think it's Florian Fortescue's ice cream shop. Yes, the ice cream guy. Yes, I love him. And he like frequents it and he just goes and sits there and does his his school readings i I would like to do that now if i could yeah Yeah. just three weeks on my own with an unlimited bank account and a room someone else is like paying for yeah i'm in this fucking 12 year old has it has he already had his birthday yet yeah Yeah, his birthday was at 13 wait it's his birthday it like it becomes dawn yeah. in this chapter and it like his birthday was yesterday from this dawn. So he yeah, so this fucking thirteen year old is just living the life. Yeah, he's thirteen. Yeah, he is living life. We we really shouldn't be surprised that he would have such a good time and be so cheerful when you consider that he is staying at a bar where everyone knows his name. <laughs> True. <laughs> Harry every time. do we feel like the plan to keep harry at the leaky cauldron and like just in diagonally do we feel like that's sufficient to protect him from Sirius black no it's the only place a kid would know in london who is not from london that is a wizard kid that goes once a year to get his books eight minutes before they get on the train the only other place more like conspicuous would be if they just kept him at king's cross like just sit here <laughs> just yeah. for three weeks just hang on out here like for example Sirius black probably has no idea where the burrow is and has no idea to look there like so like maybe harry would be safer there well they knew each other they were friends maybe somewhere down the road but he might not think about that yeah so fudge is like 
don't even worry about we're not going to expel you. Like, we're not going to punish you. We don't send people to Azkaban for accidents, even though we know for sure that he sends people to Azkaban for who are innocent. Yeah. For literally no reason, yeah. That's fine, yeah. Like, Haggard, we suspect you, so you're going to Azkaban. That, that was always the thing that bothered me about the Haggard thing. It was like, okay, we suspect that you did this. We've had no trial. We have no evidence, and we have no conviction. You go sit in the world's worst prison and wait this shit out. Like, that's not how it works. Like, you usually go to county first. Exactly. <laughs> before they send you up to, like, big boy prison. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, go to jail. Yeah. Go to the county jail. Do we not have, like, a wizard county jail that, like, here's <laughs> our holding pen? Exactly. Especially because I'm pretty sure Azkaban is like out in some. It's on an island in the east. middle of nowhere. Yeah. So. West. East. It's very west. Count of Monte Cristo. It's in the North Sea. Out there. It's east. The direction I'm looking for is Eastern Europe. Um, okay, great. So Fudge is like, I'm going to go see if Tom has a room for you. And then Harry has himself a little think about why is Fudge acting a little bit weird toward me right now? Not a big think, for sure, but a little think. He's like, he's never had a big think. Yeah. No. He's just glad that that Hedwig got there. Like, yeah. you're yeah. way smarter than yes. you are. So they get him a room, and um, Hedwig's there. But wait, okay, so first Fudge is like, don't go anywhere other than Diagon Alley. Don't go to the Muggle side. And then Harry's like, cool, can you sign this permission form for me? <laughs> Honestly, it's like not a bad try because he had nothing oh to God. lose. Yeah, he's like, but I'm not your I'm not your dad. He's like, you're the you're literally the minister of magic. He's like, yeah, but I'm not your dad. I would sign that. Yeah. <laughs> If it wasn't a year where I knew he was being actively pursued by a convict, right. an escaped convict, I would I would sign that permission form, mm -hmm. right? Well, he totally would, because Fudge is the type to be like, well, in five years, he'll be a voter. True. <laughs> so, I'm going to sign the permission form. It's never going to come back to me. Vote like, for it's Fudge. Yeah. yeah. Just remember who signed your permission Fudge. form, Harry. <laughs> Have a good one. But if you died, I didn't do it. This permission form thing just made me so mad with the movie of like, because he goes up to McGonagall and is like, I haven't had this signed. Can you sign it? And like, Harry, if you had just forged a yeah. signature without like, if you didn't have to go around blabbing and asking everyone Harry's who was a slight dude. authority figure in your life, if they could sign it. I was like, give it to Hermione. She can sign anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, when I was in high school, I had good penmanship and I used to sign all my friends' notes. I did too. And my own because I 100% perfected my mom's signature yes. to this day. She's like, you can just sign it for me. because <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Me too. Me too. And also my dad. And like, now that I'm 30, I'm like, mom, look how good I can do your signature. I know, my mom's like, why do you know how to do that so well? I'm like, uh, High school, I survived, so obviously it was I fine. lived across the street from our high school, like literally across the street. So there's not a lot of skipping school you can kind of get away with when oh, the teachers can like see you from here and your mom's like a substitute teacher. So <laughs> I think by that time she was actually teaching at the elementary school. So they all know her. So you just don't yeah. get in trouble. <laughs> Or you just I don't would always get skip caught. school at the McDonald's at University Mall. Mm. 
So fun fact, uh, all high schoolers just remember if you're listening to this, if you go to a school where there's at least like 1,200 students, they don't know what your parents' signature looks like. Just get someone with good handwriting. It can be a different person every time. And as long as you don't do it multiple times in one week, oh, you're good. That's just a little tip from Uncle Andrew. That's (laughs) Also, if you're in high school and you're listening to this podcast. Stop. (laughs) Why? Do you do you have your parents' permission? Get your magical permission slip signed by David Blaine. Get your permission. (laughs) We expect it on our desks. (laughs) So Harry also asked Fudge if, like, he's just like, oh, like, I'm an adult. I can talk about adult things. Have you had any luck with Sirius Black? That's something we're both concerned with as adults. It's like him asking about the news. Yeah. And Fudge really fumbles. He's like, oh, 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 it's fine. Like, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. He's not even here to kill you. It's fine. (laughs) No reason. He's not even here to kill you. (laughs) Which, this is a subtle thing, but one of my favorite parts of this chapter, and we kind of went over it, is uh, when the Daily Prophet is describing what a gun is. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like a metal metal wand that yeah. muggles use to kill each other. I, I, I absolutely love that that's the way they describe and it. I, was like, yeah. I mean, even, okay, you're a wizard. Let's say you're a pure blood wizard and you don't care about the muggle world. You don't want to know anything about it. There's nothing you could learn here. How do you, I mean, I think that they are almost just stupid to the level of just complete disability almost because they know nothing it's like how do you i mean i'm pretty sure if a muggle shoots you in the forehead as you're walking down the street with their magic metal wand you're still gonna die like that's maybe something to to learn i mean Mm -hmm. it just seems like they're so above it and they have their own thing but they think they live on a different planet and the fact that they do so just there yeah Yeah. that's definitely a good point like it's like wizards don't think they're implicated in muggle stuff but they are oh yeah so what happens next um fudge leaves oh and then harry goes to sleep yeah (laughs) he literally falls on the bed and and goes doesn't even take off his glasses hedwig's there he tells hedwig it's been a very weird night hedwig yeah yes (laughs) then hedwig's like I had a fly here, bitches. (laughs) You didn't even tell me where you were going. How are owls not ruling this planet? Because they know where literally everyone is. You You could just have these assassin owls very easily. Assassin owls. Serious (laughs) B. I would like to send this to Padfoot. Who is a dog somewhere yeah. on the run? Go find yeah, him, like Hedwig. In a cave. Like she's got a weird GPS. She can just search down Padfoot the dog. She's like, I mean, say no more. I know. And I was like, oh my God, wait, wait, wait. This comes, this, oh, oh, the birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> the owls work for the wizard version of mm. of the cia of the bourgeoisie the mm. bird if you will shut the fuck up we, we also accidentally y'all we just stumbled onto a, a horrible truth um wizards don't think that electronics work in hogwarts but as we all know birds aren't real so those owl drones are totally working i i'm starting to see it's some holes in lie. this plot i mm. call me crazy but I mean, oof. there's a few. Yeah, it's like a crocheted blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Just little massive holes. Yeah, sure, it's fine. 
I got this for you for your birthday. It's a crocheted blanket of truth. <laughs> Seriously, though, I would last about eight seconds in this world because I cannot stand birds. Eight, <laughs> eight, birds. So no, I get that. I get it. I would just like owls zipping overhead and shooting mail at you. This would, you know what? I don't like the regular mailman. I don't want to see what he's got to bring me. I want to see how many more bills he's coming with. I don't. And now it's it's delivered by a fucking bird. Like, mm, I'm out. I'm just <laughs> going to become a mole person. And <laughs> I also can't help but imagine there would be a scene, too, where young you would get this letter. And it's probably delivered by a person because you are, you know, muggle-born. And you're like, owls. Well, who the fuck's going to choose an owl? That's gross. So you yeah, just show you. up thinking there might be, like, one or two. That first day where everyone gets mail, you're just like, I want out. I want out. It's like, where's my big ass owl eating dog? That's what I need yeah. right now. Because, oh man. All right. Does anyone have any final words about this chapter? Like anything we didn't like touch on, or like you want to elaborate upon? This chapter was seventeen pages long. Like, <laughs> really? Yes. It's not long. It felt shorter in the gigante size. <laughs> yeah, it's like twelve pages, it's, it's and then very short. Okay, so funny story. Uh, because I missed your original email earlier this week and my brain doesn't know what day it is. I was like, oh, I'll just pull out my my ebook and my ebooks have all disappeared. Thank you, Whoa. Potter Moore, Potter List. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just grab it from the library. Oh, wait, there's a 7,000 week wait. So I had to go to my sister's and steal back my own hardback copies because <laughs> I bought them all and then said, you know what? These weigh a lot. And so, <laughs> Wait, I'm like so happy for you, though, that you have say, it back. Yeah, my sister lives around the corner, so she wasn't even at home. I just broke into her house and <laughs> stole Harry Potter. Stole my Harry Potter book. Yeah, back. officer, there's been a break-in at my house. It's fine. Okay, ma'am, is, does yeah. anything appear to be stolen? No, the TV's still here. I have some jewelry sitting out. Oh, oh wait, wait. Oh, wait. One. The, my my copy of Prisoner of Azkaban is gone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, there is a big hole in the bookshelf where this yeah, so but yeah, so it's like, okay, how many pages is this? I need to reread blah blah. It's like this not how is this only seventeen pages? Like it's very short, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But it is, but it says a lot of the same words a lot. So it's just like Yeah, totally. And we have just spent like an hour and a half talking about a seventeen page <laughs> chapter. So I like you guys a lot. So my original scholastic edition of the Prisoner of Azkaban that I've read every single time mm-hmm. that I've read Harry Potter besides this time, because I have the Bloomsbury Illustrated Edition. Mm-hmm. It is very fucked up to say the least i lent it to Haley. Haley, if you're listening text me this is the test <laughs> test number two <laughs> you've had two chances Haley. if you fail now <laughs> but the addition i lent her it's just there's like pages falling everywhere and i've like scotch taped them when i was a kid and then i've like nicer taped them when i was a bigger adult and like the pages just keep falling it's like this is probably my most well-loved harry potter book and i think it's probably my favorite one and i feel like Everyone likes it because it's kind of a lo- it's like a level up from Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. we're adults now. Let's talk about some real shit. Tell me about your history. Like, tell me how we got here. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. I'm 13. <laughs> I like that you're like I was reading this as a kid. It's like I first learned about this when I was in graduate school. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> we all come to Harry Potter when we when we need, need it. it. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. The series chooses the reader. 
Mm. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I feel okay. that way because. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> My phone thought I was talking to it. You know what? Mine does that every time I'm listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> it's like, Alexander. She's like, do you need my help? I'm like, no, Alexa. You are not the same. Nit. For me, it's when I watch Shit's Creek and they're always like, Alexis. And my Alexa's like, how can I help? And I'm like, no. I just binged all of Shit's Creek last week. Wait, I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. You need to. I know. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. You need to. Are y'all ready to move on to some plugs? Yes. Yeah. Plug it up, yo. Okay. <laughs> Liz, will you go first? Sure. So you can find me, uh, Liz, on Nerdy Bitches Podcast. We are a podcast where two geeky ladies are podcasting our way through pop culture. We've been doing the show for almost six years now, and we just we have a blast, and we love it. And if you want to come and hang out with us, you can find us on Twitter at Nerdy Bitches Pod, on Instagram at Nerdy Bitches, and then on Facebook, you just type in Nerdy Bitches. But if you like books like we do and book club, we have a group, a private group on for Nerdy Bitches that is called NBP Reading Challenge. So it is a book club group, and we have about 80-some-odd people in there who like to come in, and they tell us what they're reading. And we have done, like, we did a big bingo challenge over the summer to read different type of books just to kind of open up your open up your horizons a little bit. My sister has been forcing me to read historical fiction books lately, of which I normally do not do. Uh, but if you're interested, our most recent book club episode we did last week, it is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And it's a memoir and a self-help book at the same time. And she's super awesome. And I was about three hours into reading it. And I just called Heather. I was like, we have to cover this book because it just spoke to me in a bunch of different ways about living your authentic life. And I'm a big fan of that. So uh, something I just finished watching Schitt's Creek all the way through. Absolutely recommend it. I've also been watching The West Wing. Uh, yes. And it's, a, it's <laughs> about you. to be taken off of Netflix. So <gasps> I know oh, I God. haven't made it. I haven't made it through. So I'm like halfway through Wait, is season this your five. first time watching it? Yes, it is. Well, that's not true. We've been watching seasons one and two for like years, but we get sidetracked and then I forget. And so we've been sitting down since right before the election and kind of going through and hoping for a better mm -hmm. world. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and then uh, Schitt's Creek on Netflix. Uh, the other, uh, West Wing, is also on Netflix. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Hell yeah. And I can confirm that Nerdy Bitches is a very dope podcast. If you like the conversational, like, low-key, fun attitude that the restricted section attempts to take with its... <laughs> with its uh, Tone. Yeah, there are no notes. There are no <laughs> notes involved. <laughs> Nerdy bitches is quite similar. Mm -hmm. Andrew, how about your plug? So this is probably not going to surprise anyone, but uh, this is the first time that I have been on an episode since uh, Robert Evans started his new podcast. And of course, I'm then obligated to plug it because I've been listening to it. It's called Uprising: A Guide from Portland. Basically, all throughout the summer, as we all know, there were massive protests across the country. And one of the places that things got really, really uh, dicey for a while was Portland. 
And the podcast does a great job of going in and explaining what kind of laid the groundwork for this, why Portland. And it also has a lot of information that's actually really important for all of us to have because it's a lot of really messed up shit that goes on there. And there's a pattern of things that happening in Portland, as far as police go, tend to disseminate to the rest of the country. So it's not a fun listen. But it's uh, definitely very informative, very well done, and quite eye-opening. Can confirm it's muy importante. Yeah. So if, you, if you're feeling really good and need to be brought back down to reality. All right. <laughs> definitely give it a listen. Ouch. That one hoarded. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta be real. You gotta know what's actually going on. You, you can have fun a lot of the times, and you should, but you do need to acknowledge what the situation is in the world around us. So, whenever you feel the need to do that, it's nice to do it in a little quick audio, you know, one hour podcasts that are like, "This is the shit that's going on." <laughs> okay, I got that blast at me. I can put it away for a bit. I'm good. <laughs> Next week, I'll remember again what's happening in the world. Excellent, Mary Clay. What do you have to plug today? Sure. Uh, as always, you can listen to my podcast. That's what I'm talking about. New episodes every Tuesday. Liz has been on in the past. And then also, I so that, let's see. So this is coming out next week, right? So yesterday, l- last week and yesterday, the restricted section was on. I had Christina, Haley and Brooke on. It was supposed to be one episode. It was supposed Oops. to be the last episode for Helm oh, Steep. So but we talked. <laughs> no, no, this was good but we talked for literally the length that the fellowship of the ring is a movie we recorded for that long and we had a lot to say we did that with our last because we did hobbit month for september for my birthday Mm -hmm. and we covered Mm -hmm. the movies and then the hobbit book and we had a guest on doing the hobbit and it's just it's a short book it's like 400 pages it's like 45 pages like it's a short book but we had a friend on and she's like oh by the way my english professor from high school who teaches the hobbit like to all this like he has this whole like fantasy and whatever class he'd like to come on can i just add him to this and we're like hell yeah <laughs> it was like we spent two hours talking about just riddles in the dark <laughs> then we're like we're gonna have to come back and finish this episode later (laughs) it happens lord of the rings does that to people yeah yes lord of the rings does do that to people very specifically and um it's always whenever i'm on this podcast and we get around to the to the time to do plugs where i'm like none of my interests have changed since the last time I've been on. I literally haven't, I haven't listened to a new podcast. I haven't read a new book. I haven't watched a new show. Um, you can double down on plugging your own podcast. <laughs> Actually, you know what I will plug? I will plug my TikTok for any of the youths out there who are on TikTok. Your TikTok is so cute. <laughs> yeah, um, wait, I, I literally can confirm that Mary Clay's TikTok is a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, recently I'm having a lot of success on what we call Tolkien Talk, <laughs> which is the Lord of the Rings side of TikTok. I've been tagged in a bunch of, a bunch of videos of people being like, if you know any Lord of the Rings creators, tag them in the comments below. And I'm like oh, that's very nice of you to tag me in this, but okay. Right. Um, and literally only my Lord of the Rings videos are doing well now. <laughs> my non-Lord of the Rings stuff doesn't get the same views as my Lord of the Rings stuff. So It's just by comparison. So so I'm like, I'm just going to lean into it and I'm just going to post a bunch of Lord of the Rings stuff now. So 
It works for me. Like that mm-hmm. like that's that's what I come to your TikTok for. It's also dangerous because I lit- I'm I am truly truthfully incapable of thinking of not Lord of the Rings things. Like if I see a meme <laughs> or I hear a funny quote or I see a TikTok video, my first thought is immediately like, how can I make this a Lord of the Rings thing? <laughs> I'm so proud of you on how far you've come, truly. And even still, I'm like, am I even a Lord of the Rings fan or do I just talk uh, or do I just talk yes. about it a lot? <laughs> no, it's both it both is the same. I feel like that was Star Wars. Like I I think I need to start like a different Star Wars podcast or something. Because people ask me questions like like a random casual question, and I'm like, oh, well, let's talk about this, and this happened in the year 19, and let's go, (laughs) and now let me tell you about the books, because I've read every Star Wars book that is in the current canon, so let me tell you a little bit about, and people are like, I just said I liked Star Wars in 1977, that's all I said, I'm like, well, that was your mistake, so... (laughs) Liz, out of curiosity, have you been to the Scum and Villainy Cantina in uh, L.A.? I have not, uh, but I think Heather has. They they live uh, shortly out of that area. I live in Texas, so oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. I, I know Kevin <laughs> Smith does a uh, podcast out of there every week oh, that I listen I love to. Kevin Smith, actually, one of his comic book men, Ming Chen, mm-hmm. is a friend of ours. From oh wow, uh, we do the Comic Palooza here in Houston. And he's okay. a massive podcaster. He's a huge supporter of podcasts. So, like, you'll be on the floor doing a live show, and Ming Chen will just show up and get on mic and hang out with you on your show. Like, he's he's That's really awesome. cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. So we have we have links. We have you know friends and weird <laughs> weird places. So <laughs> awesome. Uh, also, I just realized I never said what my TikTok handle is. It's <laughs> at MC WhatsApp. <laughs> and that link is in the show notes. As for me, I've been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at your girl of the world. Soon to change. I'm planning a total rebrand of my social media shit to just be what my name is. So what? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think that's only natural a couple months into your podcast because a couple months into my podcast i also redid my twitter handle so it's bound to happen i just rebranded uh my all all my personal stuff on uh, instagram and twitter to author liz serna so Mm -hmm. i'm working on my book and i'm almost finished with the manuscript that i was like i need to start building this i mean i've already got a thousand people on here who've been following me since like 2004 so yeah let's do it hell yeah it's it's easier than you think so yeah for the time being you can find me on twitter at tina fontina okay and today my plug is okay here's what i've been reading lately this is kind of a heavy subject i've been i've been reading in my own words by ruth bader ginsburg and it's a very good read i recommend it a lot it's essays and speeches that she's given over the years and it's just like it's just nice I read you know? Notorious RBG last year. It's delightful. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So just, yeah, re- read any books about <laughs> our beloved RBG. Yes. And then also, I'll repeat what Mary Clay said, that the restricted section, me, Haley, and Brooke are on talking about last week. Yesterday. And the, the, this yeah. very past yesterday and the week before, mm-hmm. which was last week. The last two episodes for Two Towers Theatrical Edition. If you just navigate over to Tolkien About and it's like last two episodes, it's like you're crushing it. Way to go. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. We're about to wrap this bad boy up. Wrap it up nice and tight. Liz, thank you so much for joining us Thank you guys for having me. I would love to come back anytime you need somebody else to babble with. I'm in. Hell yeah. We're always looking for (laughs) new friends to talk Harry Potter nerd shit with. And so we're so grateful to you. Thank you. And for everyone else, um, get the fuck out of my inn. Night bus. (laughs) It was right there, Christina. (laughs) Get out of my bus. Get the fuck off my night bus. It's like Christmas time. So my brain was like, there's no room at the end. Or it's good night bus. There you go. Oh, good night, oh. bus. Good night, bus. Okay, one, two, three, bye. 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 The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. Theme music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Be sure to like our Facebook page, The Restricted Section Podcast, join our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew, follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, and on Twitter at Restricted Pod. If you want to join our Discord server, shoot a message to one of our socials and I'll get you connected. You can also email us at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com with thoughts, feelings, complaints, or even lavish praise. Until next time, potheads. Hashtag professional.